Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Ken. Hello? Hello? Oh, come on, Artie. Thank I God just sat here. down. Relax. I'm not here for you. Steve! Steve! This is Doug with the episode credits for Season 5, Episode 4, Savage Seduction. Guest cast Paula Garces returns as Kelly Hernandez. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Diego Gutierrez. Story editor John Paul Nickel. And directed by Jack Kenny. Original air date May 15th, 2014. Steve! What? What? Are you okay? What's wrong? There's a ping for you and Claudia. That's why you're yelling like your hair's on fire? Why is that ping not for us? Mention us? Yeah. And now, the episode quick cut. Pete's ex-girlfriend, Kelly Hernandez, arrives at the bed and breakfast to ask the help of Pete and Micah to find her missing grandmother. When they arrive at the grandmother's house, the unplugged TV is on and glowing, playing a canceled telenovela. Eventually, Kelly, Micah, Pete, and Artie, who comes to help, find themselves trapped in the telenovela, not knowing who they are unless they hold on to Harvey Corman's cufflinks. But holding on to the cufflinks keeps them from knowing their character's background. After much chaos between the characters in the story, Artie is able to find the brooch sent to Kelly's grandmother due to the show's cancellation, which was imbued with her longing for her canceled show. He breaks the brooch, releasing all from the telenovela. Meanwhile, Steve and Claudia are sent to a college campus to investigate a very odd student injury. They discovered that the student was falling from a bridge at the same time he was also giving a presentation in class. Claudia suspects a duplication artifact. They find the candle that burns on both ends at a fraternity where Steve is affected and is split into two Steves, one fun-loving and the other overly serious. Fun-loving Steve does not want to be put back together with serious Steve and steals the artifact. Eventually, Claudia is able to bag the artifact but still has to Tesla one Steve to bring both sides together. Kelly tells Pete that they would have never worked out since he is in love with Micah. Back at the warehouse, Artie finds Claire missing. I'm worried about Claudia. She's locked up for two days in the warehouse. She's researching her sister Claire. It's not healthy. So you're trying to distract her? Yeah, because she's you. Artifacts of the week, Donna, Bastas. Obregon brooch that Donna Fausta wore in the show. Savage Seduction. Kelly Hernandez's grandmother was sent this television prop after her telenovela was canceled. This was just a cheap TV prop until Kelly's grandmother got it. Now she's elderly, shut in, lost her husband. Sometimes people fill a void with an obsessive attachment to a TV show. When her telenovela was canceled, maybe the brooch was imbued with her longing to escape. From her life, watching telenovelas, Edna St. Vincent Millay's candle. A duplication artifact. It splits you in two. Are you the party's hard? And to you that works hard. Belong to Edna St. Vincent Millay, all right? Of course, my candle burns at both ends. It will not last the night. When both ends of the candle are lit and wax from it is splashed on a person, they are split into two separate people, one fun-loving and wild, the other hard-working and focused. The two will remain separated until one is rendered unconscious, at which point they rejoin and any injury or ailment suffered by one of them will be transferred to the reunited person. Full artifact descriptions from Wiki Warehouse can be found on our website, the13thwarehouse.com. Look, there's a thing, there's trouble, there's artifacts, go! And we're back with Season 5, Episode 4, Savage Seduction. 
Now, Kim and I already discussed my hatred of this episode. I always remembered it, which is funny considering all the other episodes I don't remember. They knew they only had two episodes left after this, and I always wondered why they would waste time on this nonsense. But after watching it this time, I have to imagine that they did this episode in order to bring Kelly back. Because although people have hinted at the fact that Micah and Pete have feelings for each other, I think they needed Kelly someone he was in love with, or Amanda would have been another good one, to say it so he f- actually realizes it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. hmm Because I don't think he realized it. Right. And it seemed to me, and I could be wrong, it seemed to me at the end that just that face he made mm-hmm. when she said it is that it just finally hit him and he realized it. Right. There well, we go. That was great seeing you. <laughs> Enough weirdness for one day. Yeah. Thanks for everything. And, uh, you know, seriously, good luck, okay? And... Sorry it didn't work out between us. Oh, Pete, please. We both know it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because you're in love with Micah. So I think they needed somebody that was close to him, like Kelly or Amanda, to be the one to say it. Because everybody else who said it, he kind of blew it off. I'm with you on that one. So I was hoping that I didn't, like I said earlier, I was hoping I didn't skew your uh, opinion on this because we've talked so many times about how much I hated it. No, to me, this is the most funniest episode ever. <laughs> oh, my God, I died through the whole thing. I was laughing. <laughs> I'm glad nobody could hear me laugh because they would have thought I was crazy. <laughs> Good, I'm glad you liked it because I was really worried that I skewed your opinion on it and that you were going to go into it with a bad attitude. Because No, because it was just so corny. <laughs> it was just so corny. I couldn't help but laugh at it. And for somebody who would love to understand that what is it, Telemundo because sometimes my neighbor watches Brazilian soaps and stuff like that so while I'm in her house I'm glued to the TV don't understand a word they're saying there's no <laughs> subtitles and I'm watching it and I'm like oh my god and she's just looking at me and I'm going oh I could read his expressions <laughs> and I'm, you know watching getting so involved and I'm going ooh he's nice looking and I'm going ooh you know you know a little spice you know and it was funny as much as i remembered this episode and as much as i didn't like it i totally forgot it was kelly that showed up listen i actually need both your help my grandmother's tv is possessed so a pregnant kelly shows up and tells pete who stopped breathing thinking the baby was his even though they broke up two years ago (laughs) i'm in trouble oh my god are you are we Am I? But but we were... Oh, my God. You know what? I'm going to leave you two alone. Micah, please stay. Pete, relax. This isn't about the baby. It's not yours. I'm married. Besides, we broke up like two years ago. You do know how babies are made, right? Pete, exhale. <sighs> she tells Pete and Micah that her grandmother's television is possessed. When they arrive at Kelly's grandmother's house, they find her favorite telenovela playing on an unplugged TV. And the show had also been canceled and went off the air the day before. And then they see her grandmother playing a part in the show. And apparently the part she's playing is somebody who's going to die by the time the show ends. Are you telling me my nana's trapped inside a telenovela? Apparently. Now, on the upside, it looks like she's got a pretty good part. She's playing the part of Doña Fausta Obregón, the wise matriarch of the Obregón dynasty. And you said that the telenovela ended? Yes, I mean, my nana was actually pretty upset about it. You say that it was canceled, and yet it's still on TV. This is where Doña Fausta gets murdered. Oh, my God. Does that mean my grandma... No, 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 no. no, no, no. 
they see the cat go through the screen and eventually Micah and Kelly both end up in the telenovela. And it seems like what happens is they take over the character and don't remember their real selves once they're inside. Artie arrives. What's happening? Well, I don't speak Spanish, but Micah's a super hot maid who hates Kelly and they're waiting for this guy Armando who I'm hoping doesn't show up because I really want to see these two make out. And they figure out that the brooch that the show sent the grandmother became an artifact because of her sadness over the cancellation of the show. So this is a new artifact. Yes. Which we haven't had too many of those. And then Pete and Artie go in with Harvey Corman's cufflinks. I used to love the Carol Burnett show. Did you like the Carol Burnett show? I love Carol Burnett. Mm-hmm. I would just watch it to see them lose it. Mm-hmm. It was funnier when they lost it than when they didn't. Yes. So- mm-hmm. <laughs> They couldn't hold it back. Right. <laughs> and Harvey Corman especially. So they use his cufflinks so they'll remember who they are when they're holding them. These cufflinks, they once belonged to Harvey Corman from the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. He was famous for never being able to stay in character. Not only are they making me watch this ridiculous story, but they're making me read subtitles to figure out what's going on. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And eventually I just stopped because none of it really had anything to do with the artifact except for the fact that somebody stole it in the story. Mm-hmm. My first question is, especially when they're in the jail cell with Artie, and there's only three <laughs> of them there, why couldn't they just hold hands with the artifact in their hands? I didn't think of that. Yeah, you're right. They could have. You're right. Yeah, instead of tossing it back and forth. So they could all yeah. communicate with each other at the same time. But apparently, they don't know their characters' backgrounds when they're holding the cufflinks. Right. So at that point, they did have to switch back and forth so they know what their character's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, it stopped trying to figure out what was going on. After a while, everyone had a gun. Everyone was trying to kill everyone. The cufflinks went back and forth between them over and over. There was something about an inheritance that everyone was trying to get. Micah's less than three feet away from Kelly, but she can't seem to hit her with a broom. And no matter how many times she swings it. The lady in the leopard print likes to come in and out of different doors for no reason. And why is there a door and a balcony over a room? <laughs> And then she goes there and she doesn't do anything. So I don't know what the purpose of that balcony is that just looks over a room for no reason. <laughs> this is so overdramatic. This is so, so overdramatic. I know. I mean, I could see why you would think it was funny. I think knowing that they only had two episodes left, I think maybe that's what annoyed me most about it. Maybe if it was earlier in the season, I would have thought it was funny. But I was like, they're wasting time. They only have two episodes left, you know? I, I enjoy it. Like I said, it was just so corny, but it was just so funny. <laughs> you know, Micah's dead mother shows up and tells her that Pete's her brother. And Artie, who's in character, in character and shot, is attracted to the cufflink on the floor. Why? He's shot. Why do you care there's a cufflink on the floor? And finally, he picks up the cufflink and he breaks the brooch. Some funny stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Really? Blah, blah, blah? What is that Spanish for blah, blah, blah? Hey, I watch Breaking Amish because I like it. I can quit any time. Holy poltergeist. What? What was that like? This house is not clean. What? Speak English. Oh, hey, Artie. Next week, can we go meet Honey Boo Boo? Shut up and get in the TV. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. 
Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Then we get to Stephen Claudia. Already sends Stephen Claudia off to college on a ping, mostly to distract Claudia. And as we predicted, Claudia is spending all her time trying to save her sister. Charlie Batts, college student. While giving a presentation in class, his spine spontaneously broke in three places. Did Artie send you? No, I saw it on CNN. Yes, Artie sent me. Mm, fine, I'll go. Errand boy. But this better be snappy. So Claudia and Stephen show up at the college, and we get another car commercial, which you know I enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, two of them. Claudia doesn't see the point of going to college. But wasn't she going to college online a while back? She was doing something, I thought, because this isn't the first time she's been to a school. So I kept on thinking that somewhere along the line, I thought she was enrolled in something, but I wasn't. I couldn't remember. I think I could have the wrong episode, but I think it was the episode with the wrestlers. Oh, okay. I think at the end of that, Artie signed her up for online college because he wanted her to have a relatively normal life. And she said that she couldn't go to college because, you know, of the warehouse schedule. So he signed her up for online college. And then we never heard about that again. Yeah. So a shadow attacked a student giving a better than expected presentation. And the hospital says the student has alcohol poisoning, but his professor insists that he would have known if he were drunk. Mm -hmm. And because his professor said the presentation was better than he would have expected from the student, I started to wonder if he was cheating and if the shadow was punishing him for cheating. That's what I started to wonder at this point, but that wasn't the case. His roommate tells them that he was puking off the railing and not sober at all. So the alcohol poisoning diagnosis seems to be on point, but why did he appear sober? Right. And then they find footage of him falling off a bridge at the same time he was given the presentation. But the fall would be consistent with the injuries he received when the shadow hit him. I didn't remember this part of the episode until Claudia figures mm-hmm. out that Steve was in a fraternity. I don't know. My frat wasn't like this. We had book club and Yuletide acapella. Please forget that I said that. Oh, my God. It just gets better. But she thinks the fraternity boys are using a duplication artifact. And they are. It's a candle that burns on both ends. And Steve gets hit with the wax and splits in two. What happened? Did you get the artifact? Was that you screaming? Oh, honey, I didn't scream. It was that silly bitch. Oh, grow up. Ooh, the hidden part of Steve comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Part they all thought was there. Was there. Oh, my God, that was so hilarious. I mean, from cliche to cliche, and all I kept on saying to myself was, oh, boy. And it had Claudia laughing. And and it was good to see her laugh because while the stuff that's going on. Yeah. But she got a big kick out of that. Oh, yeah, she loved it. Oh, yes. And even at some point, she says, I think I like you better. Yep. Mm-hmm. I looked it up because I thought maybe they got his brother to play the part of the other guy. Because mm-hmm. remember, he has a twin. Yeah. But he didn't. He did all that himself. 
Steve having a not serious duplicate makes Steve even more serious. The other Steve, the serious Steve, just went to the extreme of serious. Yes. Two Steves. Can I just say, uh, this is amazeballs! Actually, it's not. A dangerous artifact is bad enough, but this, this is rampant underage drinking. Oh, boo-hoo, Nancy Drew. We should call the police. Unbunch your panties, will you? I mean, check out our bestie. The girls are out, and they are looking fabulous. It's a party. You need to relax your cake and drown me in this background. You're a bitch. You're responsible. Slut. Steve's. Mm. Loving you both. You a little bit more. But let's just split up and find Bryce, okay? Oh, my God. Which is hilarious. I like this kept on doing this laugh. But like, this is the episode I think I laughed the most because it's it just so comical. So comical. But I, I did enjoy it until the end. This was one episode that I did enjoy. Like I said, it was just comical. I laughed through the whole thing. And like I said, until the end, you know, I already kind of spoiled it when he walked in and accused her. Yeah, so Claire's missing at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I'm wondering, what, did something that Claudia do work? Or did somebody release her that knew how to make it work? This is an assumption because I kind of remember next week's episode, but not, not enough. Mm-hmm. But remember, we're going back to Paracelsus. Mm-hmm. When they got the time back in the right order, Artie was missing a fork. Yes. Remember Valda? Oh. We saw Valda in the warehouse with the fork. Mm-hmm. And then we haven't heard anything about that since. Yeah, that's true. So mm. I have to imagine, because they left us hanging with that, and we haven't right. heard anything since. I have to imagine Valda has something to do with it. Okay. That's a guess, because like I said, they just kind of left us hanging. You know, we know he's there. We kind of forgot he's there. Yeah. But that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, so it leaves a little suspense, but I'm like, oh, come on, really? You had to get serious at the end? <laughs> right. Well, they only have two episodes left, I think, because I do remember the last episode, because DC makes me watch it over and over, and when you see it, you'll know why. So I do remember that. So I have to imagine they're going to have to wrap up all this stuff in this upcoming episode. Because the last episode, as far as I remember, like I said, DC wants to watch that all the time. But there's only one particular part he wants to watch. So there might be more of it that I don't remember. But Mm -hmm. it seems like that has nothing to do with anything else that's going on. So I imagine they're going to have to wrap up everything in this next episode coming up. Oh, okay. Again, that's a guess because I don't remember. Oh. So, well, I'm glad I didn't ruin your... Um... Not at all. That's why I said. People can't ruin a meal. You can't ruin a movie. You can't even, you know, mess up a book for me. You can tell me the whole plot of the book. I could care less. Yeah. I'm still read it and get my take on it. Good. Good. I'm glad. Because uh, a lot of people really do like this episode. I just never did. And I really do believe it, if it was earlier in the series, I would have liked it better. Because mm-hmm. I felt like they were wasting time when they only had a couple episodes left for the whole series. You know, behind the reason, like I said earlier, it was because Kelly had to tell Pete that, you know, he loves Micah. Yeah. You know, like I said, realizing it, it like, it kind of hit him. Deep down, he probably knew, but it, it had to, like you said, somebody had to tell him. This is the truth. I knew it. Part of me deep down believes he knew it because of the, his concern was with the cancer. Because even remember when the two agents, the four of them were together. And it kind of looked like, like at a mirror, basically, because you've been working all this time together. Right. They both got kind of uncomfortable about that. So I think both of them know it deep down. Mm-hmm. But he needed somebody to say it for it to really right. hit him that, yes, I, he does love Micah. 
That's the way right. I, it looked like to me. Right, but so nobody told Micah yet. You know what I mean? Nobody told Micah yet. Pete knows. Right. But Micah doesn't realize. Like you said, she knows. After boozing, you know, her boyfriend and, you know, stuff. Sometimes it's like you don't want to see somebody hurt again. Right. Somebody lose their life that you love. So I could understand her hesitation. But, um, yeah, nobody's hit her with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen in the next two episodes, but we'll see. Yeah, so I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad I didn't ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still don't like it, but I do like the second part better than the telenovela. Yeah. That part I could have lived without. But as we always say, we could like a series and you don't have to like every single episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you have anything else? Uh, no, that was it. So we'll see you next week for episode five. See you next week. See you next week. Oh, is that a hoagie? Hey, this is Dud Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th Warehouse. On Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. On Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. On our website at the13thWarehouse.com or on Podbean. Theme music for the 13th Warehouse, Reflections in the Mirror, provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th Warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.